After week two of the Arkansas high school playoffs, we're down to just a few teams here in Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley who will survive week three. We take a look on this week's special Thanksgiving week edition of Prep Rally. You're listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Now here's your host, Graham Thomas. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. I'm Graham Thomas with Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Rick Fires in the house in Fayetteville with me here in the studio. And Leland Barclay joins us from the River Valley. Gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving. Man, appreciate it, man. I'm, I tell you what, I'm going to blow up about 40 pounds over the next few days. So, hey, that's okay. And, you know, I love, go ahead. I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's. It's a great time, and and I'm already getting hungry. So we'll we'll talk more about that later, gentlemen. Um, you know, week two of the the Arkansas high school football playoffs was a fun fun time. So let's dig right into it and look at last week's games, and then we'll get ahead to looking at the the games this week of the teams we have left. And we we're, we're kind of running. You know, it's getting to be a narrow field here, Rick. Yeah, it, it, you know, it always does that. Uh, we're just glad to have some teams left up here. Because it's from all over the state. You got the um, teams up in northeast Arkansas, a lot down there in um, central Arkansas. So, what well, we got about four or five. So, that's good. Well, and we're riding them till, till the season's over. All right. Well, let it, let us all, and this is, I think, one that all three of us can comment on because, uh, you know, the, the south side, Fort Smith south side at Fayetteville game, you know, Rick and I were both at it. Leland, I'm sure, has probably seen a lot of it. And, you know, what an exciting game it was. Um, you know, Fayetteville was winning 30 to 10 and looking like they're about to run away with this yes. thing. Then all of a sudden Southside scores, boom, onside kick. They score yeah. again and yeah. it's 30, 24 and then boom, they get a defensive stop. And all of a sudden the Mavericks have got the ball with a chance to win the game. And I'm telling you, I, down there on the sideline, it was getting a little weird there, Rick. You know what? We talk a lot about the Fayetteville offense uh, and uh, with Drake Lindsey, great core receivers. But I don't think Fayetteville wins that game without the three turnovers that the defense got. And um, there was just a, um, like you said, um, I'm about trying to write my story. And I said, delete, delete, delete. It was not, uh, you know, with 30 to 10, you thought they were going to win that rematch easily. And they just hung on right there. Uh, great job by Southside keeping competitive, uh, but the bottom line is uh, Fayetteville um, uh, wins the game. Now they get the game they want. Well, the big play at the end, you know, you talked about the defense, and they certainly they had, you know, they had an interception and then a fumble recovery in the third quarter, which I believe led to field goals. Yep. Isaiah Taylor's interception in the last sealed two minutes, it. you know, sealed the win for Fayetteville, and was in the Purple Dogs were able to run out the clock. Now they get Conway again in a much anticipated you know, rematch. We've kind of been talking about the the Fayetteville Conway game from last season all year. It's kind of been the the motivating factor, and we'll we'll dig into that again. Uh, you know, Leland, uh, just kind of on the outside looking in, you know, you you thought that Southside would would hang around. Now, when it was thirty to ten, I don't know what was going through your mind, but um, you know, the final score is certainly. Uh, and they had a chance to win. And that, I think at the end of the day, you can't really, if you're Kim Dameron and his kids, you can't ask for much more than that. No, I saw the comments. You did the follow-up for us in the River Valley Democrat Gazette, and it was uh, very complimentary of Southside, uh, which was deserving, of course. 
you know, they lost the 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 one touchdown game to Rodgers early to start off conference play. They lost by field goal to West. So, I mean, Southside has been just real close all season. Uh, of course, that's, you know, that's kind of indicative of the competitive nature of the 7A West. Yeah. Uh, and, and they were certainly there in the mix of it. You know, they lost by, to Fayetteville by two touchdowns. And I think that game kind of gave them some momentum and some confidence going into Friday night's semifinal game. It took a little while to get going, but I think the telling stat in this, and like Rick said, they don't win that game without defense and three turnovers. Obviously, the third one uh, kind of clinched it. But 41 carries for 117 yards on the ground for Southside, I think, is the the telling stat uh, in my eyes, at least. Yeah, and you know, the Fayetteville has, has caused trouble for most teams running games all year. And when you hold, when you hold Southside to 117 yards or so, I mean, that's well below their season average. And, um, but I'll tell you what, man, they, uh, Carter Zimmerman made some throws there late in the game. And he, uh, Leland just talked about, uh, what Southside had now counter that with what failed. Uh, I'm convinced Fayetteville lost some games last year because they did not have a running game. I can't, maybe it was Roger. They could have ran the ball, ran the clock out and they just couldn't get a first down on the ground. Now, Christian Setzer has been huge for Southside this year. I thought, well, um, 143 yards on 24 carry, the touchdown against Southside. So they got that balance right now. So um, so that's just a great job of Fayetteville uh, realizing where their weak point is and then taking care of it. And the guys up front, the offensive line, my goodness, you know, it's just standard. They never get enough credit. But uh, they opened up some holes and Setzer – he follows his blockers. I watch him, and he he doesn't just burst right through there. He kind of zigs and zags, and just you know sets his, up his blockers very well. And um and and the quarterback favor uh, quarterback Drake Lindsey, he had that little dome around him on a lot of those passes right there. So just a great job of uh, adding some balance to that favorable offense. One thing that and, might- and I think that I think that rushing game for Fayetteville bodes very well going into that Conway game because obviously Donovan Amalo and Drake Lindsay are two of the best quarterbacks in the state. They're yeah. going to be playing college football next year. Uh, Amalo's already Conway's all-time leading passer. Drake Lindsay is about to become the uh is about to throw the most touchdowns ever in in class 7A uh in a single season. But I think the thing that may set that game apart may be Fayetteville's newfound running game. And it looks like, like you said, Christian Setzer has kind of established himself and gotten used to being the running game because Fayetteville may have the best rushing attack going into Friday night's game of the two teams. Well, and you know, the one thing I've thought about, and this kind of hurt Fayetteville on uh, on Friday night, they Nathan Cockle kicked three field goals for Fayetteville. That was huge for them and ended up being yeah. the winning, you know, winning margin. But, you know, Fayetteville had a four, third and fourth and short. They couldn't get a first down at the beginning of the second half. May have could have put Southside away, you know, if they're able to convert there and score or if they're able to get touchdowns instead of field goals. And so, while I know they're grateful for the job Nathan Cockle did getting the, the field goals, they want seven, not yep. three. Um, over in Bentonville. So, Bentonville takes a 42-14 victory over Cabot in another quarterfinal game. Uh, Carter Nye with 431 yards passing and threw touchdown passes to four different receivers. 
The Bentonville Tigers roll. They've looked good really ever since Carter Nye has come back. That's two games now. And, uh, boy, they've got the tough assignment this week. They're headed to Bryant. And then uh, a couple of other 7A, uh, Class 7A playoff games we'll mention here. Uh, the Rogers Mounties fall at, at Bryant, uh, which sets up the, the Bryant-Bentonville matchup. Uh, Rogers, that'll be an you know, eight-and-four year for them. And um, I know they, they had some, some really high expectations this year, um, maybe even you know, trying to get to 10 wins or more. You know, a um, couple breaks go the other way against them, and maybe they either get there. Benville West put up a heck of a fight against Conway, and, uh, you know, that sets up the, the Conway uh, Fable matchup. So, Rick, kind of what are your thoughts on some of that? Um, you know what? Everybody loves the underdog. Everybody loves, especially um, uh, the NCAA tournament. Everybody loves the tournaments, the teams you never heard of coming and beating the top seed. But right here in football, I, I like the opposite this year. The Final Four in 7A, Arkansas's la uh, largest classification, the four best teams. That's the four best teams. You got Conway, Bryant, Bentonville, and Fayetteville. And the 7A Central is kind of uh, taking it from the West uh, uh, bragging rights last few years. So here's your opportunity, 7A West. Um, uh, you got Bentonville and Fayetteville, number one, two seeds, Conway, and Bryant, they think they're top dogs down there. So I just kind of – I really love how this has played out. Uh, so Shiloh Christian makes the long trip over to Jonesboro, and to no one's surprise, they uh, they defeated Valley View, got off to a hot start offensively, and, um, you know, Bo Williams had a big night for the Saints. So the Shiloh Christian Saints move on uh, to Pine Bluff this week for a 5A quarterfinal game. Elkins, you know, man, they were up 49 to nothing at halftime, yeah. and – um, you know, uh, it's, uh, just, it, it's not a surprise, but you're just still impressed with what you're seeing, you know, I go, oh, you know what? I watched that Clinton game and they were way ahead in that Clinton game. They were way ahead in this game, but, um, I don't think they're going to be way ahead in this next game. I know we can talk about that later. They go to, they have to go, uh, you know, even when I lived in Pine Bluff, I thought going to Warren was far. You just go through the piney woods and, and dodge all the critters crossing the road, and all of a sudden you get to a little opening, and a big old giant uh, lumberjack greets you there in town. So um, th that's, a, that's a, uh, quite an assignment down there. It, it, isn't that where they're playing at? Who's that? Uh, Elkins? They're that, playing at no, Central, Central well, Arkansas Christian. Oh, okay. Who's playing at Warren? Ozark. Ozark. We'll, Ozark we'll, we'll get to that one in okay. just Ozark a little bit. Ozark is playing at Warren. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the other the other game involving the Northwest Arkansas team, Gravit, uh, was defeated pretty soundly at Rivercrest. But I tell you what, I'm happy for the Lions. So they good they, year. They had a really good year, and um, you know I think uh, football in Benton County is just a lot more fun when Gravit's winning and, and being a part of the conversation. So yeah. well, down in the River Valley. Uh, uh, Greenwood rolled all over Mountain Home. Uh, I don't think anybody was surprised by that result. Uh, Van Buren, uh, while it did lose at Little Rock Christian, uh, did you know put up you know a lot of points, and so good to see a good competitive effort there from the pointers at Little Rock Christian. And but unfortunately, their season is over. Um, you know, in Class Four A, Ozark with a with a home win against Lincoln, and um, you know uh, the Hillbillies just keep keep winning ball games and they're going to have a tough one this week at Warren. Uh, Boonville beats Osceola and then Charleston 
unfortunately falls at um at Boonville. I'll ask you to comment on that one just to say or Charleston falls against Bismarck. I'm sorry. And I'll get Leland to comment on that one. I think first we got to talk about Mansfield. I mean, the helmet's right behind you there, Leland. Mansfield Tigers and with a goal line stand to win at Hoxie. You know, I think they uh, they definitely earned the claw marks on their helmet this past week, going all the way to Hoxie, uh, winning 14 to 13. Uh, they were up 14 to seven. They had a uh, trick play where they uh, they bounce a lateral to Peyton Martin, who threw a 36 yard touchdown pass to Daniel Burton on fourth and 13 for a, or that was actually the tying score to tie at seven, seven going into halftime. Then they took a 14 to seven lead on a uh, touchdown run uh, by the quarterback. Hoxie scored late in the third quarter and uh, Turner Wright blocked the extra point to leave the score at 14, 13. Then Hoxie took over with four twenty eight left in the fourth quarter had a first and goal at Mansfield six with 135 left. They gained four yards, then one yard, and then Mansfield stuffed them on third down on a on a sneak. And then uh, Hoxie kind of fumbled the snap on fourth down, and uh, that uh, that ended it. Uh, Mansfield took a knee and uh, came home, took a nice victorious bus ride home, four hours, 14 to 13 win. Man, what a win for the Mansfield Tigers. You know what? And I think uh, Leland's pointed this out before. I kind of got caught up in all the offense, all the statistics, all the numbers. Leland's pointed out this time of year, uh, you don't get the Little Rock without playing some defense. And that right there, you know, I've been up to Jonesboro and Hoxie and Walnut Ridge. It's hard to get up there and go up there and win that game and show the fortitude for a goal line stand, a game-winning goal line stand that had nothing to do about walk-off. It's a game-winning goal line stand right there. So congratulations to Manfield Tigers. And, you know, Hoxie, I mean, they were, what, undefeated? I mean, they've had a really good year, and uh, and they've been on. good for a yeah. long time. Yeah. So I've, I've been to Hoxie as well. I mean, it's – it's uh, um, it's right up there by the Missouri border <laughs> yeah, up in Northeast Arkansas. It's way up there. And, you know, just the trip alone is, is, you know, impressive, but, um, you know, Leland, you were at Charleston and unfortunately the defending champs are done for the year. Charleston was up, uh, defending state champions, but very few starters returned off that team. I think they had four on each side of the ball coming back. Uh, they were up 27 to seven midway of the third quarter before Bismarck Bismarck uh, mounted a big comeback. And, you know, um, we, we knew that going into that game, that that was going to be a, uh, I thought a classic Bismarck's very good. Their only two losses all year was to Glen Rose in their conference. And then the Prescott in the first game of the year in a non-conference game. So obviously Bismarck was very good, uh, very good quarterback, Ben Keithley. Uh, he threw four touchdown passes and ran for another. Now Charleston still got to the uh, char or to, to the Bismarck four, and uh, was stopped on fourth down with 37 seconds left. There you go, another another goal another, line stand. Goal line stand. Yep. Yep. I, Defense. Well, and uh, you know Boonville with a with a big night over Osceola. They won handily. Uh, the the Bearcats are moving on to. 
South Arkansas this week at Camden Harmony Grove. And you know, we've talked about Ozark, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that in our next segment because I know Leland's going to make the trip to to Warren this week to go watch the Hillbillies oh, wow. play the, the Hillbillies and the Lumberjacks. I love it. Yep. So, um, well, guys, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll look at this week's playoff games. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! Welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn, Thanksgiving edition. Man, I love it. You know, Thanksgiving football, Thanksgiving just all goes together. And, um, you know, we're going to we're going to dive in here into the, the, the playoff matchups for this week. And we're going to start in Class 7A. There's only four teams left. Rick Fires already mentioned four best teams in the Class 7A. Conway at Fayetteville and Bentonville at Bryant. So let's let's talk about Conway at Fayetteville, Rick. And, um, you know. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. Your Fayetteville got embarrassed by Conway last Absolutely, year. Absolutely, they did. And you know that's going to be on their minds all week this week about you know we we can't let that happen again. But they're going to get a really good football team coming in here. You know, uh, a while ago you combined um, uh, football with Thanksgiving, and yesterday my wife hands me a, bu- a list, say, "Oh, Ricky, we need this. We got to get some." Uh, all this Thanksgiving stuff, and I'm saying, oh, Rhonda, I'm so sorry. i got to work. i got to go with Fayetteville. And I emphasized I got to go, and I couldn't wait to get there. I enjoyed it. It was fun. They practiced for about two, three hours over there. Uh, the kids were just, you, you saw the smile. It, it's just uh, it's so, so thankful to still be playing. You know, you can be thankful a lot of time, but these kids, they've worked all summer long to get to this point. And they were like, they were jumping around. They had the music in the background. It rained on a little bit, uh, not a frown anywhere. They still enjoyed it. It was fun, but, you know, Favor would take care of business, too. They would working on <clears> special <throat> teams, uh, even, you know, the onside kick, which is uh, this time of year, it could be something like that and uh, uh, showing the proper way how to recover an onside kick. So, um a lot of fun, a lot of to be thankful for, yet they're trying to take care of business. So I enjoyed going over there and watching that. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, too. Shameless plug for our, our sports staff yes. here. But Henry Apple is writing a, a story about, you know, the the tradition that it's very few teams get to have of practicing on Thanksgiving Day. Yep. And we'll have that in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette on Thursday morning. Yes. Uh, be sure and check it out. Uh, you know, we have the, the other semifinal in Class 7A. We have a rematch of the, the 7A state finals from last year. Bentonville at Bryant. Only, you know, this time it'll be instead of War Memorial Stadium, it'll be at Bryant. And, um, you know, Bryant handled Bentonville pretty handily last year in the state finals. But, um, Leland, I mean, I, I think you got a little bit of a hunch that Bentonville is going to keep this one pretty interesting. 
Well, I, you know, I picked in our preseason or pre-playoff show a couple of weeks ago, I picked a resurgence of the 7A West this year, and I'm sticking by it. I think it'll be Fayetteville and Bentonville in the state championship wow. game. You know, for a couple of reasons. You know, Drake Lindsay is just unbelievable, uh, having a great year, 49 touchdown passes. He's about to become the first quarterback ever in the state's largest classification to throw 50 or more touchdown passes. They've got a resurgent ground game. Christian Setzer, I think, has finally, you know, he's a converted receiver, mm -hmm. but I think he's finally settled into that spot, and they're going to have the best rushing attack of the two teams on, on Friday night. Uh, and then, of course, Jason D. Lamar. You know, I, and I know Conway's got Chris O'Neill, who's really good. But, um, you know, Jason D. Lamar is just, uh, I think, on another level as a receiver. And as far as Bentonville and Bryant, you know, Carter Nye, senior quarterback, um, you know, that that experience is just invaluable. And I think Bentonville plays defense, too. So I think it would be Fayetteville and Bentonville in the state championship game. Wow, wouldn't that wow. be something? The yeah. return of the West. Um, you know, in Class 6A, uh, Pulaski Academy is making the trip over to, to play Greenwood at uh, Smith Robinson Stadium, uh, PA won at the buzzer, walk off win at Marion, a one point win is one of those kind of it kind of sounded like a game that Greenwood would win too, by uh, quite honestly. But um, you know, Greenwood handled Pulaski Academy pretty good in the first matchup this year, so you know, you'd like to think that maybe Greenwood would again. I, um, what's Chris Young telling you over there at uh, Greenwood, Leland? Well, you know the the P PA week, as everybody calls it, is always special, is different because, you know, uh, teams have to work on stopping fourth down because that's that's crucial to PA's uh, offensive, you know, game plan. And, of course, the onside kicks. Mm -hmm. um, I forget what Kevin Kelly told me a few years ago their record was. If they recover two or more, they win about 95% of the time. And, of course, you know, if they recover three or four, it's – it's, it's over. over. I mean, that's <laughs> just a huge difference. We've talked all year how the best three teams in Class 6A is Benton, Little Rock Christian, and Greenwood. And it's still that way. But the PA and maybe even Mystique uh, always adds a little bit different to that game. And they're the kind of game, the kind of team, because of some of that stuff, mm -hmm. that is always scary. This is the fourth time in the last two years they're going to play. You know, they played twice last year. This will be twice again this year. So they've seen enough of each other. And you know, going back and seeing how PA won, I mean, at Marion on, on the last play of the game, a 27-yard pass, just unbelievable. So um, that's what the playoffs is all about. You know, uh, Leland talked about the mystique and and a team lesser than Greenwood would be, oh, my God, we're got, PA, we're up against PA, and they do these onside kicks, and they've won all these games, championship games, string of championships. But why, that doesn't affect Greenwood. They know who they are. They, they've matched up with them. Uh, Greenwood's going to have a lot of confidence. And, and you know, this is what the playoffs are all about. Just like you said, top teams going at each other, and you're meeting them again twice. So, uh, that's a, just another great great game in this area. Hey, Greenwood's got some mystique, too, if I they might They do, add. absolutely. And, Football and, town. <laughs> and another team, I think, that's got some mystique when it comes to, you know, in the playoffs. Because I've, I've done this a couple times myself. But, you know, it's it's really difficult to go over to Pine Bluff and win at Pine Bluff in November. And the Pine Bluff Zebras are going to host Shiloh Christian 
um, in, in a game that it may be the best game in the state. You know, I mean, just offense is going at it, Rick. I think you wouldn't really care for it, but no, I don't want to know offense. I want to see some defense. I don't want to see 60 55 games. I've seen some of those, but here's the thing about Pine Bluff I worked down there in the early 90s when Marion Glover was on Lee Hardiman at uh, uh, Dollaway, but uh, they've kind of lost some of that mystique. And Shiloh Christian, they know how to win. They know how to go anywhere in the state and win. So looking forward to see what the outcome of that game would be. And Class 4A, Elkins with the tough assignment. You know, maybe their toughest assignment of the year. They got to go to CAC. CAC, yeah. Uh, so uh, Central Arkansas Christian, um, you know. They've got that great quarterback uh, that uh, committed <clears throat> to Arkansas. They do. And, you know, Elkins has, you know, we've talked about the boys all year, Dizzy Dean, Deshaun Chairs. Pookie Townsend, uh, we you know just a, a great cast of of guys for the Elkins Elks, and then of course the you know the mascot game here, the Ozark Hillbillies against the Warren Lumberjacks, and so Love Leland, that. you know you are going to be in the house at Warren for this one, and uh, you know, I know you kind of gone back and forth about you know where you'd like to go watch a game this week, but you settled on Warren Ozark. Tell us why. Well. You know, first of all, I've never been to Warren uh, in, uh, I guess, 41 years of covering high school football. I've never been to Warren. So that was certainly appealing. And the fact of just, um, you know, going to the Embry land is just, uh, you know, an added bonus, (laughs) I think. And the fact that Ozark's very good. Ozark has a chance to win this game. You know, there's been some in class 4A is just always so good and so wide open. And there have been some great quarterfinal and semifinal games, and I think this is one of them. Ozark has seen just about everybody through through its history, all those teams, you know, McGee and, and just all those teams. So this game was just really in, intriguing to me because Ozark's very good, and I just think this is going to be one of those classic games. And, of course, Jackson Denton, the quarterback for Warren, uh, he's put up uh, better numbers than any freshman quarterback ever in this state. Uh, but I tell you, Kobe Wilbanks, you know, what a what a performance Everything. he's had this year. And they've got a defense to go along with their offense. So I just I think this is one of those classic uh, matchups. Uh, I know 7A and 6A and 5A are all in their semifinals and all of those are going to be great games. But I think other than those semifinal games. This is this is the best matchup of the week, uh, you know, in the in the other classifications. All right. Well, I, you know, I I've never been to a game at Warren myself, uh, so I I'm kind of envious on that regard. You know what, uh, <laughs> Leland? Uh, I've I've covered games all over the state, and there's something about covering that game at Fordyce. Uh, Paul Bear Bryant, right? They're down there in the woods, and you can just feel the history. But when you go to Warren, it's a it's a it's a like. Going back in time, forty years, and um, I think you're going to enjoy it, Donner. Uh, watching that, just be careful uh, with all the critters uh, crossing the road coming down there and back. Well, and my son's already hit two deer in the last week and a half, so I will be extra leery of of them for sure. <laughs> uh, class three A, you got uh, Boonville is headed to Camden Harmony Grove, and you know that's a long trip that's a for long the Bearcats trip. and. <clears throat> Um, and you get to this part of the playoffs, and you know it's just you know everybody's good, and and you got to go win some road games. How about this one? Mansfield is traveling to Salem. 
I mean, what a trip <laughs> that's going to be. Wow. Um, you know, I think we talked about it before on the podcast, you know, that I, I've made that trip to Salem before I, I was going from Jonesboro to Salem for the, the 2004 and 2005 uh, football tabs we did over there. And it's, it's very, very difficult to get to, it, you it know, um, and what Mansfield went to um, Hoxie and did it. So they just got to turn around and go almost same way back up the hills. So, uh, you know, tough road games for both the Boonville Bearcats and Mansfield Tigers. Um, so that's kind of the, the wrap on the schedule part for, for this week. And, you know, um, guys, I'd be tickled pink if we, if we're still talking about all these teams again next week, that'd be a lot of fun. So, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to do our top five, including our bonus, which I'm really excited about, the Thanksgiving edition top five. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners, so visit nwaonline.com podcast23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com. Or call us at 479-684-5509 and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. We're back with Prep Rally and uh, we're sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. And we're going to get into the top five of the week. And at the end of our top five, we've got a special little treat for you guys for the, the Thanksgiving bonus edition. Um, so, Rick, why don't, you, why don't you start us off with top five, class 7A. Okay, you got to start off with Fayetteville 30-24 on Southside. Uh, Fayetteville looked like they were rolling. They had 30-10, to 10, but, man, Southside got going. And I don't think Fayetteville wins this game without the three big turnovers by the Fayetteville defense. Also, uh, a lot of props to Christian Setzer, 24 uh, carries, 143 yards, a touchdown. Fayetteville now has a, a reliable ground game to go with this just an outstanding passing game. Drake Lindsay, everybody knows about him. Uh, Jason Delamar, but man, they they I keep looking. I say, who is this receiver? Who's that receiver? They've got seven, eight guys that catch passes over there. Uh, go back to Bentonville. Bentonville forty-two to fourteen over um, uh, Cabot. Another big night for Carter and I. Four hundred thirty-one yards passing, four TDs. And here's a name I I really hadn't heard of very much. Uh, Luke Coon. Uh, 10 reception, 162 yards, a touchdown. Of course, everybody knows about C.J. Brown. He had 112 yards receiving on only a couple of catches. He took a direct snap for a touchdown. They're using uh, the old philosophy, put the, uh, uh, the football in the hands of your best player. That's what Houston used to do with uh, Matt Jones and uh, C.J. Brown, outstanding athlete. Uh, jumping into, I'm still zeroed in on football, but we got basketball. We got to recognize some basketball. The favorable boys are off to three and zero start, and they got a home opener against Mountain Home. Gonna be eager to get out and see the new addition of the Purple Bulldogs. All right, Leland, how about it, man? Well, uh, number one, of course, you know, player of the week. Uh, Rick wrote about Kobe Wilbanks, the uh, junior quarterback from Ozark. 244 yards rushing and four touchdowns. But like he pointed out in the story, he also did it on defense with two interceptions and seven tackles. 
And then special teams, he, re- he returned a punt 45 yards wow. for a touchdown. So a uh, great performance by him and the Hillbillies. And, of course, their reward is a trip to Warren now. Uh, and the Greenwood Bulldogs, you know, just kind of continue to roll along uh, after a bye week, which coaches are always a little leery of that, especially playing somebody from their from their conference that's coming off a big first-round game. But 56-14 to 14 over Mountain Home, five touchdowns in the second half to blow that one open, and they remain undefeated at 11-0. You know, their balance has just been fantastic all year. When they're running the ball and passing the ball, uh, they're impossible to beat. They rushed for 258 on Friday, passed for 288. Uh, Braden Davis, 184 yards rushing and four touchdowns, and now they get PA at home. Mansfield, 14-13 to 13 win at Hoxie on the road, a conference champion. Uh, Peyton Martin with that uh, 36-yard touchdown pass to Daniel Burton, uh, you know, was a big, uh, big touchdown, of course, and a, and a blocked extra point, and a defensive stand was the difference, and they go to Salem now. Uh, and then Boonville. How about this? Jace Warshburn, uh, junior quarterback for Boonville, he was three for four for 125 yards three touchdowns all to to go to Matson of 50 24 and 51 yards. What is his so quarterback that's, uh, rating on that's pretty, like that? That's pretty that's pretty efficient yeah. passing the ball. Wow. Man. And of course Dax Goff ran for, you know, 197 yards, put him over 2000 for the season for the second year in a row. They now go to Camden Harmony Grove. Who's the stat guy at Boonville? Should have been kind of up there like coach, he's only at 197, he just needs three more to get him to 200. <laughs> I mean, we got to be then, more aware um, of those things. And then props to Van Buren, too. You know, they had 81 offensive plays for 443 yards and 27 touch, uh, 27 first downs on Friday night in the loss to uh, Little Rock Christian, 52 to 28. But, you know, Little Rock Christian is just so efficient. And they never punted, and they had no turnovers. Wow. Wow. Uh, and, of course, Walker White, you know, uh, four touchdown passes. So they're going to be playing in the uh, in the semifinals this week, uh, you know, at Benton. I just think about the great quarterbacks. Uh, um, you got Drake Lindsey up here. He's committed to uh, Minnesota. Walker White committed to Auburn as much as they're losing. I don't know if he's still committed to him. Um, but, you know, we got great quarterbacks okay, all Archer. over. I mean, yeah. there, there, are, there are a lot of good uh-huh. quarterbacks. Yeah. They're still playing ball. Um, all right, so top five for me, you know, I'm I'm looking at Shiloh Christian, you know, going to Valley View and taking care of business. Yeah. Like I think we all thought they would. Yeah. Nothing against Valley View. Just Shiloh can really, really score and score quickly. And I I, I felt like uh, Valley View would have a tough time being able to stop them. Um, you know, Elkins, you know, fifty-six to six. You know, they had forty-nine at the half, and it sounds like it could have been even worse. Um, you know, you look at their stats, I mean, they weren't just over, you know, they weren't just, they were good stats, but they weren't, you know, the 500 yards passing that we see sometimes, but they, they kind of got it all done in a half and they, they and yeah, kind of, um, yeah, get, go to the sideline and enjoy it. Now guys, I, I'm going to break out of, uh, Northwest Arkansas here and, and, and truck on down to Pine Bluff and give you this stat Pine Bluff quarterback, Landon Holcomb completed only nine passes in their win against Hot Springs Lakeside. I think they beat them 41 to 28. Yep. He completed nine passes for 469 yards. 
I don't know if you saw that one, Leland. I um, did. That was because I did a double take on it. I, I mean, fifty-two point one yards of pat, a completion. So he just dropped back near the goal line, let it fly, and let one of them speedsters run under it. Courtney uh, uh, Crutchfield, uh, the receiver for for Pine Bluff, that I, you know the Arkansas wants, yeah. and uh, he had one. For 93 yards i think another one for 50 i think he totally had like 260 something yards it's in my notes I'm, I'm responsible for the shiloh pine bluff capsule this week so i'm sure that the uh nine complete how many attempts do you have any idea 13 i think Thir- nine out of 13 400 yeah. plus yeah wow so and then the the coach uh, <laughs> uh michael uh williams i think is his name uh he he goes yeah he was really sharp tonight like, yeah yeah, I would say so. <laughs> um, so were his receivers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little bit of basketball here, and I'm going to dip. I mean, we got basketball going all over the place. I was at yep. Lincoln yesterday for the Turkey Classic, but um, Cortland Mil- Muldrew for uh, Springdale Harbor uh, had 39 points last week against Maumel. That's That, that opened yeah, my eyes. Yeah. Then he had 34 against Bryant. In both those games, Harbor won. Harbor's got a good basketball team. So – um, watch out for the for the Wildcats, and then uh, Henry Apple kind of cued me in on this one about the Bentonville boys cross country team. They took second place at the NXR Regional Championship in Texas over the weekend at the Woodlands. That's down in the Houston oh, area. That's the Houston area, yes. Yep. Big so, time. but that qualified them for the Nike Cross National Championships in Oregon uh, next month. Now, the fun part about this, the kicker. For Bentonville High, Ryan Fernstrom is also a cross-country runner. So he kicks, you know, all the extra points for Bentonville on Friday night. They get in the car, drive all night to Houston. He sleeps the whole, you know, or however long he slept. And then he gets up and participates in this race and was one of their top finishers to help them qualify. So I thought that was a pretty cool deal. that's dedication, yeah. So, uh and then, uh, so that that's the the top five for for me this week. And now, boys, the moment we've all been waiting for. It's Thanksgiving week, and you know everybody has their favorites and their dishes and all. And um, so, what I'd like to get, and we we've kind of we'd like to get your top five dishes. And we're kind of putting turkey and and ham off to the side because we kind of figure everybody's going to mention turkey and ham. Although I'm a smoked turkey kind of guy i like a fried turkey too but i've never done one before so rick why don't you start us off what's your top five for thanksgiving dishes well, you know i like the tradition one year we tried a mexican thing i said no 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 this is not happening again so we're going back traditional thanksgiving um uh turkey man i just like it straight out of the oven like the uh um just you know just pull it out of the oven right there i love that my, you know, mashed potatoes and gravy, of course, no lumps in it. I think uh, everybody used to uh, um, get on to me because somebody make mashed potatoes with lumps in it. I'd say I'd send it back to my <laughs> aunt or something. Oh, Ricky's got to have it, no lumps. So I, I love mashed potatoes and gravy, no lumps. Cool. I, uh, green bean casserole for me, the stuffings, and to me, the chocolate pie. I'm a big chocolate pie guy at Thanksgiving. So uh, if I got all that right there, I'm going to be happy. All right, Leland. You know, it's, you know, I, I, this is the only time of the year that I just love turkey. I don't like the sliced processed stuff that you get, you know, in no. the deli. I love the big 
big chunks of uh, turkey and and evidently from what I've heard through the years, I guess maybe this is a little unusual. I don't think it is because I've always eaten it this way. I like ketchup with my uh, turkey. Ah, man. That is maybe you know, a little I, bit odd. I mean, it's <laughs> meat. Good. It's just like eating yeah. chicken strips. I mean, okay. it's meat. Uh, and I'm a meatitarian and I like ketchup. Okay. So I just think it's, uh, you know, Jennifer's family at first, they just, because I asked, hey, do you have some ketchup? And I asked, what are you, what are you putting ketchup on? So anyway, I like ketchup with my turkey. Uh, and then as far as pies, I love pecan pie. But I am a, uh, you know, coconut cream pie guy. And Jennifer's yep. family is always real good about having me a coconut cream pie, too. And as far as the other stuff, you know, green beans I love, corn I love. But uh, I'm not going to eat that purple stuff. No cranberry, cranberry sauce. Cran no cranberry sauce. No, I'll, I'll pass on the purple stuff. I didn't even know what it was. It's just I'll pass <laughs> on that. But turkey and ketchup. Well, and, and I, I'm I'm in, in agreement. You know, you got to have the dressing. And I and we don't do like an oyster. Some people do an oyster dressing. That's kind of weird. I, we yeah. just do like a, you know, just dressing. Yeah. And uh, and I do go for the purple stuff. So the the the, the turkey, the dressing, and the cranberry all kind of works together for me. Yeah. Uh, I've got to go with you, Rick, on the green bean casserole. Yeah. I mean, there is just something about. You know the, the 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 green beans and the the soup and the the fried onions, cream and mushroom soup. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's good stuff. Um, deviled eggs. Yeah. We, we do deviled eggs at Thanksgiving, and I I'm a I'm a big. You do that egg little person. paprika or whatever. That yeah, the, you know, the, the, yeah. The wife puts that on there and does a good job. This is going to be a little bit different, I think. But growing up, we always and and mom and dad always watch the podcast. So please, I hope you guys are will appreciate this. Broccoli and cheese. We, you know, and yeah. cheese, cheese sauce. Now, I struggle to eat broccoli unless it has cheese on it. So, <laughs> okay. Broccoli and cheese sauce is a, just a something I always grew up having um, on Thanksgiving. And, you know, nobody really even mentioned the rolls. I think, you know, we get. Oh, you get. That's a given. So too. You I, I, you know, I didn't have it on my list either because there's always so much, you know, I like a good roll. Don't get me wrong. Look at me. But, um, you know, the rolls. I mean, they're they're going to be there, and then just for dessert, I'm I'm a pumpkin pie kind of guy, you know, with a with, with some whipped, whipped cream, cream. on it. You just, yeah. you just take the pie and then put the whipped cream all over it, and, you, and then you, know, you cut into it, and then there's like this little orange spot in there where under the whipped cream. So, um, well, folks, I hope you're all hungry now and ready for Thanksgiving dinner because hey, I sure am. Let me uh, relate to. Uh, a lot of us work during the Thanksgiving holidays, you know, whether it's basketball tournaments or especially uh, Friday night. Um, I'm a, I'm clear across the state from where my family is over there near Jonesboro, Osceola. My mom used to, Ricky, are you coming home for Thanksgiving? I said, Mom, I gotta I gotta work. I got these football games, and then and and I said, by the way, I'm having a great Thanksgiving with the the Bushes and the Swansons. Oh, that's uh, are they good people? I said, well, Ron, uh, Mom, it's uh, Swanson TV dinner and Bush beer. <laughs> and she, oh. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, it's good to be with your family if you can. But, you know, we'll be working a lot, too. So combined to football and Thanksgiving doesn't get any better to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, I, I, I love to, you know, we have the Thanksgiving dinner, then turn on the Dallas Cowboys and watch them play awful and maybe pass out and have a nap. Yeah, so when so. you guys like to have it, is it? Uh, I've, I've been to some uh, my uh, wife's relative family. They like to do it at four o'clock. I'd rather do it like eleven. 
How about you? Yeah, that makes it tough on the on the the people preparing it though. They got to get up the crack of dawn and get that thing. Going, well, did so. get up and get it done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I know. The thing is, if you eat at eleven, then you get to eat again later. Yeah, so. watch football game. Detroit <laughs> Lions, uh, for once, they're going to be deserving of a turkey day. Eight and two, so. I'll be looking forward to seeing them and the Cowboys. All right. Well, happy, happy Thanksgiving to you guys and yep. everybody. Be safe on the road as you're traveling. And if you're traveling to football games, especially, be safe. Um, folks, you can listen to Prep Rally at nwaonline.com. You can watch on YouTube or you can get it wherever you get your podcast. We'd like to say a special thank you to our sponsor, West Termite Pest and Lawn. Be sure and look out for Prep Rally Live a little bit later this week. As Rick Fires and I give our picks for some of these playoff games, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. And once again, happy Thanksgiving to all. We love you.